going on guys welcome back to network chuck dude it's been a while since i've live streamed but here we are um i think it's been over a year so it's really good to see your faces oh i'm not seeing your faces you're seeing my face but it's good to see you in the chat um now i have someone joining me today go ahead and cut to austin bam this Hello. guy um austin is my uh he's actually my first hire right that is right my first hire <laughs> my first big boy move as a as a company owner and now he's, I mean, when I first hired you, you were like, what, answering emails? If you could call it that. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Sometimes. But now he's uh, one of my senior video editors. So I just wanted you guys on the stream to kind of meet my team, see what we're doing behind the scenes. Now, he's going to hate this, but uh, go ahead and bring on Alex. Alex. There he is. There's Alex. <laughs> um, Alex is also one of our video editors' talent. You've probably seen him on a few shorts and stuff, but he's he's been around. Uh, but anyways... What we're going to do here in the stream is just kind of catch up. It's been a long time since I have gone live, talked to you like this. It's normally just published videos. It's been edited. And uh, I used to do this all the time. So I miss doing this, just kind of having this unfiltered conversation. Of course, we'll be doing Q&A. So post your questions. Uh, we'll do our best to answer as many as we can. We're not going to stay here forever. <laughs> I, I used to stay on for like two or three hours. I was told by my wife I can't do that anymore. So we're not going to do that. But we will do some fun stuff here. Um, so go ahead and post your questions. Uh, we'll go through a few here in a moment. 
Uh, I like this. Pseudo APT install network chuck dash Y. That was from Martin O'Flaherty. I like that last name. Anyways, Austin, I, I got a question for you. Lay it on me. Have you set any New Year's goals this year? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of those? It may or may not have been uh, coaxed out of me by you. Um, yeah. I like it, though. Um, it's kind of exciting, like, having a somewhere to aim my sights mm -hmm. and just go for it. Um, it's to get the A-plus certification. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you in the chat are actually going for the A-plus? Or actually, you know, let me know what certification you're going for right now. And by the way, the chats are just coming in like crazy. So I'll do my best to just pick some out. Um, and maybe our uh, Michaela, our admin, will help us with finding some really good questions we can answer. Um, so I'm really big on setting goals for the new year. Uh, 2024, it's going to be a good year. Um, last year was kind of crazy. And there's actually a bunch of stuff I owe you guys. That If you've been following me for a while, you'll know that uh, we did something crazy around this time last year. And last year kind of was insane, right? Like, yes. we never saw this coming. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Um, and I don't think I've told the story yet uh, in, in some form or another. But Mr. Beast reached out to us. So it was like maybe Christmas 2022. We start chatting. Uh, not Mr. Beast himself. I've never talked to the guy. Uh, but one of his uh, henchmen reached out to me. And they needed some help with IT. So we flew out there. Like we flew out there, uh, you, you might have seen uh, some post on social media with John Hammond. We went out there, we hung out with the Beast team, figured out some fun stuff, did some IT things, and I uh, thought that was the end of it. And then it wasn't probably a month <laughs> later. It was about a month. About yeah. a month later, they say, hey, you want to help us with the video? You got to say yes to that, right? I mean, it's Mr. Beast. He does crazy stuff. I want to do crazy stuff. We did some crazy stuff. <laughs> so um, it was a lot. And uh, we finished, if you don't know what that project was, it was the 1 to 100 video where he trapped uh, 100 people and these cubes, these plexiglass cubes, aged 1 through 100. Whoever lasted the longest got like $500,000. I think that's the number he works off of. But that video was, I mean, that was kind of like a, uh, a big moment for us. Um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> How do you? It's still like processing. It, I, <laughs> I know. Like. I know. Uh, so there's a reason we haven't made that video. It was kind of a lot. Like we we filmed everything. I took the whole team out there. But oh my gosh, um, we have all the footage. <laughs> we have the story. <laughs> I to think tell. it's like over 30 hours of footage. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. And and you may have seen that we took Jeff Gearling too. Uh, I need some help with everything. Jeff Gearling is the man to ask for help. And he already posted his video because he's way more organized than I am. But we just, it was tiring. <laughs> it was really tiring. Um, anyways, I owe you that video. That's one of the videos we're going to be working on here in Q1. I can't promise it'll come out in Q1 because I don't like promising things because normally things get delayed. That's just how we do things around here. <laughs> Isn't that right, Austin? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I saw some people are doing A plus, security plus, uh, net plus this year. Um, Let's hear it from my A plus brothers. Yeah, and sisters. <laughs> um, I see someone said, "Oh, I just lost it. Where'd it go? Have I brushed an old lady's hair? No, I don't know what kind of question that is." Thanks, Gary. Uh, someone said, "I need some uh, cable management." Yeah, so right now it's so this this whole live stream thing we're doing. I'm gonna try and make this a habit this year. That is one of my goals. 
Uh, I want to catch up on videos that I owe you guys and then uh, make this a habit. I want to start talking with you guys again and uh, start posting more. Um, today, actually I've been doing this the last two days, I've been setting up my servers here and this podcast is, or this podcast, really more of a live stream is called The Server Room. And that's my 45 drives server project. You've probably seen a few videos on that. We've been working on that the last two days and um, they're kind of crazy. They're amazing. I can't wait to actually boot it up, make a video about it. But let's see, I think I have some uh, comments that Michaela has shared with us here for a second. Let me see. Lahansen said, how do you feel? And this is, I think that this should be for Austin. <laughs> uh -oh. How do you feel about the Apple Vision Pro? Oh, dude. <laughs> and talk to the mic. Come on. Come All right. On. Well, it's kind of hard to say without playing with one yet. Maybe uh, we'll do a video on it in the future. But uh, he's just trying to get me to buy one. Yeah. I've been trying since day one. They look amazing. <laughs> they look awesome. Um, but also, there's not a lot out about them. Like, I need to play test one myself, you know? Yeah, so what you may not know about Austin, because you don't know Austin at all, is that he is a VR aficionado. Like, you're you're kind of obsessed. Yes. Like, he was in a VR before it was cool. Um, he does have a Meta you Quest. You could call it cool now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, he, he's got a Meta Quest 3. Um, I do, too, because he told me to get one. So, yeah, we might do some VR content. Something is in the works. Something's in the works. Um, we can't promise anything, because I don't do that anymore. Nobody um, tell Casey nice that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we will, um, we will be doing maybe some 360 videos, live streams, but that's a maybe. I'm not promising anything. What's your overall feel, take on VR? I mean, like, do you think it has a future? Do you think it is the future? Are we already living in the future? Has it peaked? What do you think? I, I don't even think it's begun to peak. I think, um, I think we're just now getting to where it's starting to get really exciting. Um, pass-through stuff's cool. Meta is kind of behind on that, I feel like, a little bit. But it's getting cool now. And there's also a lot more interest in it. So I'm excited for the future of it. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't tried VR, it's insane. It'll blow your mind. The other night, so they have this game, right, where it, like, scans your house. And it has zombies coming through your actual windows and doors. So it's like, uh, what do they call that? Pass-through or a, uh, augmented reality? Augmented reality. So I can see my kids running around, but then it suddenly a zombie comes at me, so I have to deal with that. <laughs> I let my wife do it. She like <laughs> She's terrified. You saw that video. It was yeah. so funny. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. Um, anyways, let's do another comment here. So Joseph Fruski, I think that's how you say it. Joseph, always good to see you. I always see you on Twitter and stuff. Um, He's saying, what are your thoughts on the new Cisco CCST and cybersecurity? So if you don't know what that is, guys, uh, Cisco came out with some new beginner-level certs. I think it was early last year, maybe, is the Cisco CCST. Uh, they have a specialty for networking and a specialty for cybersecurity. I, I think it's kind of like a, uh, and I was talking with Jeremy Chara about this, it's kind of like a, a replacement of the CCENT, if you remember that. Um, love that exam. Uh, but it's kind of like half of the CCNA. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not half the CCNA. It's just like a prereq to the CCNA. But they have a cybersecurity flair, flavor of that. Honestly, I haven't looked at it too much. Um, I, I'm assuming, being Cisco, that the, the content is amazing. I bet it is. I bet the, what they're, uh, the exam topics are covering and what they're going to have you study will get you prepared at least a little bit, lay a good foundation for cybersecurity. But if you followed me for a long time, you know how I feel about certifications. Certifications have their place in getting you that job. That's their only goal. Um, 
some people like to collect them. Some people like just uh, to take the test to, to earn it. Uh, but certifications are not cheap. They cost a lot of money. Like, I mean, we're talking about the A+. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness your employer <laughs> is paying for your A-plus exam. Thank what, you, by the way. <laughs> what a great guy. Uh, but seriously, like, these exams are expensive. I, mean, I think the A-plus right now is $250 a test because there's two tests. CCST, I'm not sure what it is. Probably like $250, maybe $150. I'm not sure. Usually the smaller exams are a bit cheaper. Uh, but anyways, I digress. The, uh, the CCST, I don't think it has a lot of industry recognition yet. And what I mean is if you get a certification, what you really care about is how that sucker looks on your resume. Is it going to make employers go, oh, okay, that guy knows something because I'm familiar with that, that certification. So the A+, plus, the A+, plus is like known everywhere. That's why I want you yeah. guys to get it because it's going to help you grow in your knowledge mm-hmm. and also future-proof in case, you know, this whole YouTube thing dies out. I hope not. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that faith he has in us. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. I think we're okay. But you want to you uh, make sure that you're investing in something that's going to give you a ton of uh, street cred, so to say. You want, it, you want it to help you get that next job, that next role. Show people what you know. And if no one's ever heard of that, then that's kind of like a, uh, I'm not sure yet. So when, when new certifications come out that are kind of, they, they haven't really garnered a bunch of attention or they, people don't know about it yet, I'm like, you know, give it time. Give it time. Maybe the CCST will make a name for itself. It'll become the gold standard and people are like, yeah, you have to get this. I'm not sure it's quite there yet because we have things like the Security Plus from CompTIA. That's a, that's a staple. That's a name state. Like that's going to be the thing that you have to get to start your journey in security. Now, you don't have to get it, but you know, a lot of government jobs, DOD classifications require the Security Plus. Even if you, don't, uh, even if you already have the knowledge, you still have to get that certification to qualify for that. So it's, again, I would probably get it just for fun, but I wouldn't say it's like, oh, you got to get this. It's the new hot thing. I don't know about that yet. We'll see. But thank you, Joseph, for the, uh, the super chat. When would you say you make that jump? Because there's there's like a moment when it co- becomes less it's than, closer to the mic. <laughs> it becomes less about the new hot thing and more about it's starting to get adopted. Is there like a marker you look for in that, or you just like kind of gauge the the traffic about it? I think the the marker would be: Do you see the certification being uh, mentioned in job postings? Mm. So for me, when I would like decide on what kind of content to make, or mm. Even back when I was in the industry, I'm like, should I get my CCNA? Should I get my MCSA? Which, rest in peace, isn't really a thing anymore. Um, I would jump on LinkedIn or Indeed and do a search for certifications and say, okay, how many jobs are listed in my area for the certain uh, certification? Is the job cool? Like, do I want that kind of job? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of my criteria. So right now, if you can go on LinkedIn and you see the CCST is like, oh my gosh, wanted in your area. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so many employers wanting it. That might be your thing. It's all about getting the job. That's all it is. These certifications, they're fun. Uh, like at, I'm at the point now where I do get them for fun because it's <laughs> yeah. just I talk about them. I love it. I've always loved getting certs because uh, it's a fun way to validate your knowledge. Um, but we're talking money here. And I remember, goodness, when I was coming up and I didn't have a lot of money, and when you put down money for a certification exam, like that was a lot. Like you were betting on yourself. Mm. And when you failed it, which I failed <laughs> a number of exams, it is the worst thing ever. I remember like when I failed an exam three times, three times. And I was dev- you're I, making me nervous for my A+. Plus. Oh, no, you're going to do fine. You're going to do fine you're, because you're part of the uh, Network Chuck Academy. I have to. I have to do fine. <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I remember failing the third time. 
and driving home, and this is the CCMP route exam, um, Cisco exam. They don't do the three exam thing anymore, but back in the day they had three exams, the route. I remember just driving home and just screaming at the top of my lungs. I was so mad. I was so pissed. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst, right? It's the worst. Uh, But anyways, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I think so. Just look for the job. Look at the market, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and that goes for any, like, even just deciding on what certification you want. It's all about what does your company want you to have? Because like, maybe the company you're working at is like, hey, if you want to move up into the security team, get the CCST to prove your knowledge. Okay, yeah. fine. That makes sense. It's all about what's available to you. Um, let's see. We got a super chat from Robin Darcy, or DRC. I'm not really sure how you say that. Uh, thank you for the super chat. It says, I heard Cloudflare does not allow Plex traffic over it. What solution would you recommend now to provide similar security and ease of use? Great question. I've already got a solution, but yeah, you're right. So Cloudflare, when you're using like Cloudflared, their tunnel proxy, they, it's, it's amazing. Like I used it for all kinds of stuff, but one thing they don't really want you to have is like NAS traffic going across it and Plex traffic. That's against the terms of service. Now, are they going to get you for it? I, I can't say that, but... I'm not a big fan of going against terms of service. The solution would be something like um, TwinGate. <laughs> I almost forgot the name. I'm like, don't freeze, Chuck. Don't freeze on the live stream. Uh, TwinGate. I made a video about them before. I use them all the time. In fact, I was just using them yesterday. Uh, the 45 Drives team is helping me put together this crazy NAS thing I have behind me. And to give them secure access, I provide them a TwinGate account to connect to it. TwinGate has similar stuff to Cloudflare where you can just open up services and connect them to things. Uh, fun fact, I used TwinGate for the Mr. Beast video. Uh, we had a bunch of monitoring and things we had to keep track of while we're going to the hotel. And, and even when I, we came home halfway through, <laughs> wasn't that fun? <laughs> for like one day or for something. For one day to say, our, <laughs> say hello to our, our wives and children. <laughs> to let them know we still existed. Yeah. <laughs> we still love you. Now by the Beast is calling us. Um, Anyways, we use that to, to stay connected. So yeah, that would be my solution is uh, TwinGate. It's fantastic. It's free. Uh, they're not sponsoring the stream. Uh, we do have a sponsor on the stream. I'll talk about that here in a second, but they're not sponsoring this. But I just love them. They're awesome. Um, shiny Tech Things, STT. He said, are all of the servers behind you on? I don't really hear much, but it might be my own server rack behind me through my headphones. So yes, we actually just turned these. So I've had these for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I just turned them on yesterday. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? This is like a jet engine. I've got like a freaking 747 yeah. in my in my server room. Uh, this is glass. It's not really soundproof glass. So we can hear a steady hum right now. But I think our, our mics are doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. L- let us know in the <laughs> chat. <laughs> let us know in the chat <laughs> yeah. if you can hear it. Um, but yeah, that's I might have to. Uh, I was watching. Oh, I forget his name. Uh someone in the home lab space about replacing your fans and your, your server with uh Noctua fans because they're quieter. I might have to do that. So that might be a future product I'll walk through with you guys. And yes, they're all on and they're all taking up heat. Um, we got a super chat from a uh, Duarte. Uh, thank you for the super chat. 20 bucks, dude. You're crazy. He says I was recently laid off as an IT support tech after two years. I'm trying to transition into cloud and or junior DevOps. I'm studying in Docker, Splunk for monitoring, Terraform for Azure, and Fast API. Is that a good start? Um, yeah, I think you're, you're going down the right path. Uh, the only thing I would maybe encourage you to do is look at a certification. Um, I think it is great you're targeting like technologies that will make you better and that are definitely going to be part of the cloud journey. Uh, but it's hard to put that on a resume 
and tell an employer, hey, I know X amount of skills. Uh, so what I would do is get a certification that already does that for you. So you got the beginner Azure fundamentals on Azure side. You got the AWS. I can't remember that certification. I'm going to have to have you remember those for me. <laughs> they have their beginner one. But what that does is tell employers a bunch of things that you already know without you having to explain to them or list out protocols and stuff on your resume. I would encourage you to do that because it's a good just grouping. It's like buying in bulk. Skills in bulk from Costco. That's what a certification is. Yeah, I feel good about that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel good about that. Um, I would also throw in there learning some Kubernetes. Uh that's a skill. Like I have made Kubernetes content on this channel, but not nearly enough. I'm going to make some more here soon. Uh, so be looking for that. Actually, um, I partnered with a guy named Michael Levan or Levan. He used to be a CBT Nuggets instructor. Now uh, he's kind of doing his own thing. He's awesome, making amazing content. And we partnered together to make some Kubernetes courses, which you can find on Network Shock Academy. So I've got a beginner, intermediate, and advanced course that'll get you pretty far. Um, and this is cloud agnostic. It's just going to learn Kubernetes because every cloud is using Kubernetes and it's kind of the future. So like, I'm really excited to run Kubernetes on all these guys. It's going to be insane. I'm excited. Anyways, I hope that answered your question. Um, we got Reed McKinn. Do you think TriHack Me is a good way to start learning ethical hacking for students with free time and beginners? Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, <laughs> I was looking through. Don't mention it, please. <laughs> I was looking through the old Hackwell Tech videos, and I saw you. So uh, Austin's <laughs> one of my video editors, and my other one is based in Florida. His name is Nick. Uh, they, also known as Florida Nick. Florida Nick, and I'm not going to say his other name because he doesn't like that. <laughs> I almost <laughs> did, Nick. Um, no, I'm not going to do it. So uh, in 2022, Christmas. Yep. Yep, that <laughs> the infamous Christmas. <laughs> they tried going through Try Hack Me. Now they, I'm sorry to say, despite editing a bunch of my videos, which are extremely technical, know nothing about IT. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is finally out there. So if you're wondering, like, can you just get tech through osmosis? No, through I've tried <laughs> <laughs> through even editing. I a video. actually have to study still, just like everyone else. Yeah, it's it's a shame. But anyways, they, they started down the Try Hack Me path. You guys were doing great. I love that first video. Um, <laughs> we had great momentum on great that first momentum. video. Like that first momentum, that first step was amazing. <laughs> then you tripped and didn't do it again. You think y'all both got sick? I got the flu for like two weeks. I was bedridden. For, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. That's right. That's right. It was, <laughs> we missed the whole Christmas challenge. It was like a challenge. They were yeah, because every yeah. year Try Hack Me does the advent of Christmas, which I think is so cool. Or no, advent of oh, cyber. It was awesome. Yeah, they do it every year. It, yeah. I'm a big fan. I think Try Hack Me is one of the coolest um, cybersecurity platforms to like to beginners to getting you started because it's it's mostly free. Um, them and Hack the Box Academy, I, they're they're both great. Um, I I use them both. I do. I I have subscriptions to both Hack the Box Academy and Try Hack Me. Amazing. Um, anyways, we might have to move a bit faster because I mean we're not gonna have a lot of time. Um, Red Wayne says hello, beard guys. And yeah, in case you're wondering, it is a requirement to have a beard at my company. <laughs> Um, there is a guy in probation. He's almost ready to become full-time. We won't mention him, his, him by name. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, he's fine. For a smooth <laughs> face. <laughs> um, we got a comment from Man Spence. What do you think? I almost thought you said Manscape, And that was... <laughs> you our, almost had flashbacks. I did, because our <laughs> last live stream was sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, so it's been a long time. 
says, uh, what do you feel is the most important thing to focus on when working towards a CCNA? Great question. Do not study for the certification only. Study to really, really understand the concepts and the foundational knowledge and skills. And the way I, I did make a mistake when I first studied for CCNA. I studied just for, the, for that exam. That's it. And you know how that is. To study for that exam, you're not really focusing on learning the concepts. Learn those base skills. Learn those foundational skills. Get to a point where you can answer questions about it. You can explain it simply and maybe even teach it. And that's why I'm a big fan of like when you're studying for something like the CCNA, study in public. You don't understand how powerful that is. Now, Austin, I've challenged you to make mm-hmm. not only study for the A+, but make A-plus content along the way. Are you publicly challenging me right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you've oh. done that. You've done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I've I, learning by the, like that way is so. I didn't believe you at first, but it's so much more effective <laughs> oh, because yeah. you just have to feel confident enough to talk about it. Mm-hmm. If you're confident enough to talk about it, then you're you're gonna remember it. Oh, it's yeah. just drilled in at that point. And to talk about it, you have to know it at a different level from just like a little. Maybe you read a few paragraphs or you watched yeah. a video. You have to know it deeper. <laughs> You have to know what those paragraphs mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you may think you know what it means, and so you have to maybe explain it in your own words, and you're like, oh, maybe I don't understand DNS. Let me go back and relearn that. So I would say really learn the concepts and make a blog about it. Um, there's a book I've been reading that I've been obsessing about that I've been working through for six months. I want to make a video about it soon. You know what I'm talking yep. about, but I'm not going to say it yet because I don't want to ruin it. Um, there's a big concept in that book about expressing what you're learning, uh, because every person, no matter what, and you may be watching this thinking you're not a content creator. You could be. Every person has ideas and thoughts and a perspective that's valuable to someone else. Is your audience going to be 500,000 people? Maybe not. Maybe not. Could be. Maybe your audience is three and you help one person. That's massive. That's huge. So I encourage you to just learn in public. Publish your, uh, your process. Publish what you're learning. It could be a blog. It could be a video. It could be anything. Just make sure you're solidifying, solidifying your ideas, your thoughts, and how you um, understand a concept. You'll find you'll understand that concept so deeply. And do that before you move on. So that, that's my advice. Long answer to uh, that question. But thanks for the comment. That was awesome. Uh, let's see. We've got a comment from David W. Trying to break out of help desk and get into system administration engineering. What do you recommend? I have security clearance plus security plus AWS cloud pra- uh, practitioner. That's, that was a certification. Thank you, David. The cloud practitioner. And uh, you're trying to get into system administration. Uh, I would keep moving up uh, in the certification track. So I, actually, I would do two things, right? I would keep moving up the certification track. So go for the like administrator uh, Azure side or maybe the uh, that long AWS certification name. I always stink and forget. Uh, but get the next one. And also, I would set up a really solid lab. Uh, this, could be, this could be a home lab. Like maybe you take an old laptop or whatever and just start deploying technologies you know you'll need to learn. Uh, or maybe you spin up some resources in the cloud. The cloud is incredible. I mean, we don't need this, <laughs> this massive <laughs> data center. But you can, anyone can spin up a cloud. And for maybe a 50 bucks a month, you can have a whole infrastructure just deployed. And you're playing with it and you're learning it. And it's not that you're like just pretending. You're deploying real stuff that real people use. Imagine putting that on your resume or even that like kind of being your resume, like a link out to your lab. That's what I would do. So 
I would just start getting the mindset that you're already an administrator. You are. Start thinking that way and start administering your own environment. Prove to an employer that you can do it by doing it. That's what I would do. Um, we have a super chat from Strodoops. I think that's how you say it. Uh, but I don't see a chat. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. I think this is a super chat from Boyeba. I think I'm getting my uh, whose chat is what here and my and what Michaela sent me. But here we go. Hi, Network Chuck. I run a small revival project for a video game and use Windows VMs to run them. We use RDP. Is there a more secure way to connect? Um, RDP can be secure. It can be. Uh, are there more secure ways? <sighs> Probably, but not like really good for free. Um, I think you can secure it fine using RDP as long as you lock it down. Uh, two things I would do. Change the default port from 3389 to something else because if everyone knows that port, they're going to be looking for it when hackers come in. So change the default port and then do not open that port up anywhere. You only access those machines over a VPN connection or use something like Twingate. But yeah, never, ever, 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 ever expose RDP anywhere. You'll be surprised at how often that's exposed and how often that's a hole for a lot of companies. So yeah, I think you're, you're, you're already choosing the right protocol. Just make sure you have it locked down. Two things just to make sure you're safe. Um, and Michaela's fixing my, uh, my chat. So thank you, Michaela. Uh, from Boyeba, I have a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Or a five euro, rather. I'm currently studying network engineering. Would it be... Would it still be beneficial to get certifications? Also, what could I do to get, oh, I clicked something away, to get myself out there? For network engineering, yeah, 100% CCNA. Uh, no, no guesses, no doubts. That's, that's the one to go for, even if you're not going to be working with Cisco. Now, why do I say that? Well, because CCNA is the gold standard in learning the foundational skills. And there's a certain amount of just knowledge in Cisco CCNA that is going to apply to everywhere, no matter what you do learning about TCP IP, DNS, subnetting, how an IP address works, how the network works. You're gonna learn those core concepts and it's gonna be a bit more practical. It's not gonna be a lot of theory. So you're gonna jump in and actually do things. Now, part of that is you will learn the Cisco way of doing things, the Cisco CLI. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, gross. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Cisco is a big player in the market still. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're gonna be around for a while and Honestly, a lot of companies copy their CLI. So if you go anywhere else, you're gonna be pretty familiar. Like, well, I take that back. I have a configuring, you might be able to see it back there, <laughs> a MicroTik switch for my servers here. MicroTik's a new land for me. So it took me a minute to kind of figure it out. But the concepts, they're the same. Mm. So it's pretty fun to just get in there and go, okay, I know, I know what this is. How does MicroTik do it? And it takes you just a few moments just reacclimating yourself to a new environment. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Oh, oh, and you said, how do I put myself out there? Same answer as earlier, just start documenting your, uh, your process. It can be a blog, it can be a YouTube channel, it can be whatever. Just put yourself out there that way. Whew, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do an ad read because we have sponsored <laughs> live streams now. And this is the most awkward transition ever to that. <laughs> Our sponsor today is Bright Data. I'm going to sip some coffee real quick. Shout out to Bright da uh, Data. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Just click their link for that reason, okay, please. So Bright Data, if you're interested in starting a business, then you need to know about your competition. Today's sponsor, Bright Data, is your secret weapon for understanding the market and staying one step ahead of your competition. 
Bright Data has the tools you need to dive deep into your market research. They have the world's largest proxy network, over 100 billion IPs worldwide. This lets them collect web data on a very large scale. So think you're researching your competition. Like you might be a company and you're trying to research other things. That's kind of what they're talking about here. You won't have to deal with frustrating captures either, thanks to their groundbreaking web unblocking tools. But it's not just powerful, it's also user-friendly. And it's backed by stellar customer support. Now imagine this, you're passionate about coffee. It's an easy one, slam dunk. Re relatable, <laughs> slam dunk, <laughs> like me. And you dream of opening your own little coffee shop, networkcheck.coffee. With just one of Bright Data's tools, the SERP API, you can extract detailed insights about every coffee, sh coffee shop in the region. It's pretty cool. So I could like just research, you know, we can research things like go to Google Maps and type in coffee shops and go through every website <laughs> or you can automate that sucker and have it all in a very nice, neat spreadsheet. From review, <laughs> can't talk today, from reviews to business hours and even menus, you can understand your competition in depth. Normally, this level of research might take days, but with Bright Data, you could get this information within minutes. So don't think of Bright Data as a tool. Instead, think of it as a solution for all things public web data collection. Thanks again to Bright Data for sponsoring this live stream. Anyways, how'd I do, Austin? You did great. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have you read it next time. <laughs> All right, going through more chats. Uh, now, I remember this person, Yonatan. Makara, now, Yonatan, are you, like, Japanese or something? Because I just got back from a trip in Japan. Um, just a wild shot. Do you think Cisco will get heavily into VR and augmented reality? It starts like CCNA and beyond for working that field. I don't know, Austin. What do you think? <laughs> I would say define heavy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll say this. One time I went to Cisco Live, and uh, this was like 2020. 2020, that's when it happened. No, 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 never mind. That was, that was the bad year. It was 2019, and uh, they had a VR simulation where you could put the VR goggles on and, like, plug in network cables into the switch. <laughs> that's that was pretty cool. cool. That's uh, cool. But this is like 2019, right? Yeah. So like rudimentary, like stone age VR. Hmm. Uh, will we see that happening now? I don't know. Uh, I think VR is so much very, it's very novelty still, I think. Yeah, we're seeing inklings in that like field of like learning, but it's kind of, it's still like exploratory, experimental. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. like you and I, like we're, 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 trailblazing I'm, I'm not saying we're trailblazing we're on the trail of yeah. blazed stuff i don't know <laughs> need more <Yeah>. coffee <laughs> but um i think for sure we're gonna see some application where it's gonna take off i mean because think about it when we're talking vr and companies it's all about what's gonna make money is it gonna help them sell their products is it gonna help them uh be more relatable to the market i don't know it might make life easier for engineers. Like I know, uh, like Unify, who I have running my network right now, some of it, they have like augmented reality with their app where you can like <laughs> pull your phone up and it'll show you like where what ports are labeled and stuff. It's pretty cool. cool. I think it's awesome. Whether or not that's going to be a foothold, I don't, I don't think so. At least not, that's my guess. I think AI is a bigger thing to focus on, but we'll see. We'll see. Whew, it feels really good to be back live streaming. Uh, we got a, over a thousand people hanging out with us. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Everyone give a give a high five to Austin. This is his first time live streaming. He's doing fantastic. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, and good to see you, Yonatan, or hear from you. Uh, we got a super chat from Noah Shoesmith. I love that name. Chuck, 
Thanks for being so inspiring. Thanks to you, I am now studying a degree as an apprentice at Cisco. That's amazing. That's awesome. I also um, sent a LinkedIn connection. Michaela, accept this connection. It'll happen Come on, like, Michaela. Slacking. Uh, no, that's. I, I remember when I was. Um, so Cisco kind of still has a headquarters here in Dallas where I live, and I used to drive by Cisco headquarters every day. In fact, when I would drive past it with my wife, I'd be like, "Hey, it's the mothership." Because <laughs> like I was. I mean, I'm, I'm still obsessed with Cisco. And my dream was to work at Cisco. So to, for you to be doing that, that's that's Fun amazing. Fact, I did work at Cisco quite a while, fixing their fitness equipment. Did you really? Yeah. I never. I used knew to go this. once a month for about a year and a half. You heard it first here, folks. <laughs> and I didn't obtain any IT knowledge from there either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of amazing. How are you just not talking about that? I'm, I was saving it for the live stream. When was this? 2016, 2015. Somewhere around there. I'd have to look it up. Somewhere around I mean, there. it's a long shot, but maybe I walk past you. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Because I, I did routinely go there for, like, demos and stuff. and Because I was a customer of Cisco. Anyways, thanks for telling me that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got a super chat from the Utopia Daily. Uh, thank you. I am preparing for Pentest Plus, and I have a good, a good score in TryHackMe. Is that enough to get a job? Um, I would say no. And not that you're not doing the right thing, but I think to get a job now in cybersecurity it requires more than just like one certification. It requires proof of what you learned. Uh, and that usually involves a lab, a good lab, or at least uh, a project you can demonstrate. So as you're learning these things in TryHackMe or Pentest Plus, you want to back it up with your own home lab, home lab some way or in some shape or form. Uh, but you're on the right path. I, th- I think you're doing a great job. I know TryHackMe has a great partnership with Pentest Plus where you get like a, a voucher for like half off or something. Don't quote me on that. I think it's half off. I'm not sure. Uh, but you're going on the right path. But you, I would just add that extra dimension to your your path to just add some labs to it. Add something you can add to your resume that's more real world. All right, let's see. Super chat from Remy. Thank you. Why are those clunky Black Blaze units in the background room for? Oh, so you're pointing out the fact that Backblaze is, uh, they mainly use 45 drive servers in their uh, backup situation. Now, Backblaze, if I remember correctly, that's a cloud backup solution, I think. I used them at one point in, in time. It's been a long time ago. Yeah, I know. They have just a data center full of these suckers. Now, that, my friends, is my new NAS. That's it. So right now, I we currently work off of a NAS over there. It's from Synology. Uh it's been a, it's been good. It's been faithful, right? It's been good. Oh yeah, it's done. It's done its job. It's done the job. It's got old spinning disk in there, hard drives. It's got about fifty terabytes in there, but we're like, <laughs> I think we're like five hundred gigabytes away from <laughs> it's being getting full. dangerously close. Like I'm tired of the warnings. We are full. <laughs> so like, we're like two video projects away we're from being done. <laughs> so this is like an emergency setup. This is our new NAS with an incredible amount of storage and. Um, uh, 45 Drive is actually doing something new with us. It's called Ceph Clustering, which don't ask me what that is. I'm not sure what it is yet. I'll make a video about it, but right now I'm still learning. I don't know. Mitch, help me. But uh, if you're watching this, hi, Mitch. Uh, but yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be our, our new NAS. It's going to be our Proxmox servers and our environment for us just to learn, deploy things, test things, and just geek out, have fun. Because uh, I want you guys to be using virtual machines. Mm-hmm. As you get your A plus mm-hmm. and move on and learn more things, I mean virtualization is part of the A plus. You don't know that yet, but you're going to <laughs> learn that soon. Ooh, good to know. <laughs> I need to write this down. Uh, you should be. 
Uh, anyway, that, that was. <laughs> Anyways. I think that was meant for after the stream. <laughs> uh, super chat from William Howell. I am moving towards getting my cybersecurity certs. What do you think would be easier, the CYSA or pen test? I struggle with exams, currently have security plus. You know, I think, and thank you for the super chat, I think maybe the pen test plus would be easier. Uh, no, I haven't taken it, but I have heard about it, and I've had people who've taken it and talked to me about it. But I think the CYSA might be more valuable. Uh, and that's just my, my, I haven't really gone in depth into that. So take that with a grain of salt. But from what I've seen, I think the CYSA holds more, holds more weight. So I would go with that. Either one's going to be great. Either one has knowledge, which is what's more, the most important thing you're getting out of this. Uh, but I hope that answers your question. Ha having the security plus is already a great foundation. Um, I've not seen this name in a very long time. And it's good to see you. Dallas Spillan. Now we, <laughs> he used to be in the, the chat back in my Cisco only days when I only did Cisco stuff. Um, thank you for that crazy super chat. You're awesome. It's just great to see you again, Chuck. Glad to see you're still in it. Take care, buddy. Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time. We haven't live streamed in a bit, so it's good to jump back on and show people that I'm still alive. Then I'm not AI <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you haven't re been replaced yet. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it though. <laughs> um, Alex is. Uh, what do they call you, my son? You can talk, Alex. Or do you have yourself muted and you forgot to <laughs> the hotkey to unmute yourself? By the end of the stream, Alex will be heard. Alex goes by either your son or Chuck Shaved. Chuck Shaved, yeah. He loves that. Or call him Al. Al is his favorite. It's his favorite. Uh, John Hammond, good to see you, buddy. Uh, thank you for the super chat. He says, I'm sorry to have missed your super chat when I was live. Stoked to catch up with you later this week. Oh, yeah, I super chatted him, <laughs> I think, two weeks ago, and he just completely blew me off. He ignored me. I should have ignored yours now that I'm thinking about it. Mm, Golden opportunity. opportunity. I know, right? <laughs> he ignored my question. Goodness. But I will be on his, uh, his channel later this week, so be looking for that. If you're not subbed to him, I don't know what you're doing. Are you subbed to John Hammond? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> he's just one of the most generous, um, amazing human beings I've ever met. Like, seriously, he's awesome. He's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> Little teddy bear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to catch up again, too, man. Uh, N Codes, thank you for the super chat. Can you make more tutorials about using templates for hosting your own service in Linode? In particular, hosting your own federated peer tube instance. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you. Um, I I will be doing more cloud hosting things. That's always going to be a thing because that's always what I'm nerding out about. And I'm, I'm really trying to make a push into labbing both here on-prem and on-prem in your house or in the cloud. I think both is important for you to be able to get your hands on stuff and really truly understand it. Yeah, I'll be doing stuff. I don't think PeerTube is on my radar. I kind of know what that is. I'm not sure. Maybe you can chat and like tell me what it is because I'm going to be too lazy to Google it. Or maybe Michaela will tell me here in a bit. Anyways, thank you for the super chat. Uh, super chat from Lloyd. No question, you're the single best YouTuber I've come across and the one I that got me into cybersecurity. Thank you. That actually means a lot. Um, that's awesome. Uh, hoping to get my third cert this week. Third cert. That's amazing. Uh, that's, it sounds like you're killing it. Uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, super chat from Jackie Okanya. Thoughts on the Google Cyber Professional cert on Coursera? I'm almost done with it, but hope it's useful. So kind of see my answer to the, the other question earlier. I know people are kind of filtering in and out, but uh, certifications is all about how it looks on your resume. Now, 
the knowledge and the certification, that's important. And if it has good content, you're going to win. Like you're going to win no matter what. But when it gets time to pay for it and put that on your resume and actually pass the exam, is it valuable? Are people going to care about it? If, a, if you hand your resume to a prospective employer, are they going to go, dang, this person knows a lot because I recognize the certification? Or are they going to go, what's this? That's what you got to consider. So I, I've looked at the Google Cybersecurity Coursera course. It's good. It has a lot of great content. I love what they're doing. I'm just not sure if you'll see that on a job search. Keep in mind, too, that you know now when you're submitting your resume, the first person looking at that resume is a computer, maybe even AI. And it's scanning it for keywords. It's going to see if you know anything. And unless they've put that in the program to look for that certification as a possible qualifier for someone, it may not help you. So again, just do job searches. See if it's a hot cert in the market in your area. If it's going to make a difference. Or maybe even talk to your, maybe your, your working help desk at a job. Or maybe you're not even in NIT at all. Maybe you're working for a mortgage company or a plumbing company. I don't know. And you want to move into their IT department. Go talk to their ID. Put a ticket in. I don't know. <laughs> How do I join you guys? Ticket, submit. Uh, and talk to their manager. I mean, like these are people, right? Go talk to them and say, hey, how can I, what would I have to do to move over and be part of your team? What's a plan? What certification would you love for me to have that would help me get that job? Simple as that. Um, a large part of life and IT and moving up in your career is just meeting people, talking with people, and I know as an IT person, maybe you gravitate more towards the introvert side. I get that. I'm an introvert. But the second you'll learn that just having a conversation, getting to know people is important, it'll change your career. Uh, after a certain point, you get new jobs, you get more opportunities just by the people you know. The old adage is true. It's all about who you know. It truly is. Isn't that right, Austin? <laughs> 100% correct. <laughs> well, Chuck and I were friends first for uh, everybody that doesn't know. But. Yeah, tell I, I love this story because it's, it's, it's kind of fun. How, how did we like first meet and why did I hire you? Like, why would I? Because you didn't have any IT experience at all or video editing experience or I'll any be, ex related experience. Did you, at even, all. did you even own a computer? <laughs> I, it's hard to say at that time. I can't remember. <laughs> I was still writing on sticky notes for sure. You <laughs> That was full paper. Like I would tell, <laughs> I would show him how to do something, and that the fool would have like sticky notes, and that would just fall on the ground if they lost their stickiness, and they would just go away. I'm like, ever notes. That's why it took me so long to to start learning IT. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find my notes. <laughs> but no, um, <clears throat> we were in our sound department at uh, at our church because the year we don't speak about, we were all that mm. was left of our sound team, and we just became friends. You knew I was I was wanting to change careers, mm -hmm. and so you just recommended that I get an IT. And so as I was starting to learn it, I didn't even know you were in YouTube yet. It was like I started learning IT, and then you're like, okay, he can learn. He is moldable. <laughs> he is capable. <laughs> no, it was cool because we were um, we were doing live streams for the church. Uh, I think every church has a live stream now, thanks to that year. <laughs> uh, and uh, I needed help, and. You're, you and Michaela, his wife, who both now work for me, volunteered to help. And I got to see them you know, learn technology and, and manage this for me. And I, I, I would give them documentation. They would figure it out. And, I mean, now you guys are the managers of that. I've completely <laughs> handed the church live stream over to you You've guys. You've automated it. I'm sorry. To us. <laughs> yeah, I've automated it to y'all. Um, and, and, and they're fantastic. Uh, but anyway, so that, that happened because of relationship, the, the who you know. 
And that's most of the time how that works. Like Alex <laughs> is Austin's <laughs> brother, but he's awesome. I'm just, no, you're, you're awesome. You mean Al? Oh, Al. Sorry. Anyways, moving on. Uh, we've got a super chat from Mr. Lemon. Hey, Chuck, I'm studying for my A plus and have an IT pro TV membership. Are there any tips or recommendations for studying? Um, yes. I mean, first of all, IT pro is really fun and amazing. I love them. Uh, they've been a sponsor for a long time and they are what I use to routinely study for things that I don't know yet. Uh, their a plus is solid. The only thing I would recommend you do is keep going, have a good study schedule, study every day, even if it's just for like maybe five minutes, just do something every day because it's so easy, so easy to let the habits fall to the wayside to, to like lose that momentum. And really it's all about momentum. Like what Austin was talking about where he had that great momentum day one and then day two never happened. <laughs> don't, don't be like Austin. If that's your takeaway from this live stream, let that be it. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> if I could help one person. See, don't be like me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's, he's a wonderful person. He's going to, he's going to be a mainstay on this channel. You're going to see him a lot more. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to have you more of a face on the channel. Uh, and people get to know you better. It's going to be fun. But anyways, uh, answering your question, uh, it pro, I just keep going. Don't skip a day and take good notes. Like learn how to take good notes because they're going to teach you a concept and you're going to forget it two hours after you hear it. So have a process to write it down and review it. Use all their tools. Use their practice, exa practice exams. I can never say that word. Uh, use their, uh, I think they have uh, written content or PDFs along with each lesson. Use that stuff. Use everything you have at your disposal. And also what I would say is don't just rely on one source for when you're, when you're studying for an exam. Um, I always tell people when you're studying for anything in IT, you want to have a good book a good video course because you get that extra dimension of knowledge and then a, um, a good lab. And then if you're really like prepping for that exam, a good practice exam and it pro has like kind of all that baked into one, except for the book part. Uh, yeah, you, you want to have like multimodal studying options for yourself, but yeah, that's, that's my tips. Uh, we got a super chat from Saliha. Oh my gosh. It's been so long. I know we, we haven't talked in forever. I know you were, I think you were starting an it company, right? It's been forever. So good to hear from you. Uh, dear Chuck, remember me, you'd be proud to know that I am now a network engineer for Microsoft data center in Sweden. Oh my Whoa. gosh. That's so cool. I'm so proud. That's amazing. Um, uh, so I, I do know that how she struggled to get that job or get to that place and how I reached here. Um, and I would love your advice. Uh, it sounds like, gosh, I need advice from you. <laughs> you're doing amazing. Uh, network engineer for Microsoft data center in Sweden. Um, it sounds like you're, you're set. Just never stop learning. Uh, and I think you probably already know that being in the IT, uh, if you stop learning, it's kind of like a fish stopping breathing or moving. Like you, you can't breathe, you die. You have to keep learning. You have to keep uh, learning new skills, especially with network engineering. We're seeing AI come in. That's here to stay. We know that. Uh, learn it. I don't, don't feel like you have to learn everything about it tomorrow, but like just slowly implement that in what you're doing. Learn network automation, learn all the new stuff but not all at once. I know I always say on my channel and it's, this is in the titles and I get a lot of flack for this. What is it? You need to learn this right now, yeah. but that's just, that's just for YouTube, right? And maybe you do need to learn that right now. But what really, what it really means is there's a lot of technologies out there that you should probably learn and keep yourself abreast of and just don't stop. 
don't stop. Learn something new every week. Like I love what I do now because I'm always learning something. And when I was a network engineer, I was doing the same thing. Like just don't be stagnant. Um, always be looking for that next step unless you're extremely happy where you are, uh, which you may be. Keep learning. Keep adding those skills. Keep proving your value and you'll have a good time. So good to hear from you, Saliha. Uh, let's see. We got Samster. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Hi, Chuck. I'm 17-year-old trying to get into cybersecurity. I have a Raspberry Pi 4. Great option. With Cali loaded on it. Where should I start? Oh, man. So, first of all, you've already got the computer. You've got Cali Linux. I would... Man, it's, it's so hard to say because there's so many projects, but I would just look up projects to do. Maybe your first one should be learn in that and use that little box you have to scan your home network. Learn what that is. And that's what NMAP is. It's a network mapper or network scanner. It's a a classic tool that's used in any cybersecurity toolbox. And uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those foundational skills you learn. Start with, start with that and maybe choose a certification and go down. Uh, because I, again, I love certifications. It's structured IT learning. It gives you a, bre- long, a large breadth of knowledge that kind of fill in the gaps. And yeah, you could just go off and learn things here and there. It, it doesn't give you like a holistic approach to learning a, a certain path or technology. But yeah, that, that's what I would start with. Nmap, and then move on from there. If you've got a bunch of tools pre-installed, maybe do some Wi-Fi stuff. Just it, It's things that will keep you interested and excited and engaged. And that's key with learning. you got to keep yourself just excited about things. Keep keeps your motivation up. makes the motivation easier when you're not like, ugh, i got to study today, you know? <laughs> and that's what I hope I can show you guys as yeah. you're approaching the A+. Uh, anyways, thanks for that super chat. Uh, Tyler Kenny got a question. Why do you use AWS EC2 sometimes, but Linode other times? Uh, different use cases. So like AWS, uh, cloud provider, in case you guys don't know, and also Linode. Uh, AWS is more for like bigger projects or when I'm like really trying to explore like enterprise options. And honestly, like AWS is different from Linode. They offer more services. Linode is not as big as AWS. They don't offer as much. Uh, so like when I'm actually doing things, things I want to, like for example, my website, uh, networkchuck.com, it's run off of AWS. Uh, we're not talking about hacking videos and we're talking about maybe hacking S3. We're going to be talking about AWS or one of the big cloud providers because that's what big companies use. So normally when I'm talking S3, AWS, EC2, uh, it's because I want to learn those technologies because they're the most applicable to real world skills and jobs. Linode, I like him for just really quick projects. And I, I still do it all the time to this day. Like I need a quick VM for this one thing. I want it to be fresh, untouched, no pre-existing virtualization. It's really intimidating to say, hey, go spin up an EC2 instance on AWS. That's a lot of hoops, unless you're like really wanting to learn AWS. But if I'm like, hey, you can spin up something really quick in Linode. It's just like a few clicks. That's, that's easier. And I, I like removing any of those barriers to learning. Like if I want to teach you Linux or something really cool, I don't want to have to you have you jump through 15 million hoops of how to learn AWS and their little control panel. It's worthwhile, but maybe that's not for you just yet. I want you to learn the technology, the foundations. Let's get that stuff out of the way. That's what I'm all about. Anyways, I hope that answered your question. Uh, we've got a super chat or a question from Kareem Amy. Can you make a gaming PC? Question from Kareem Amy. Can you make a gaming PC? <laughs> Can I make a gaming <laughs> PC? <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the running joke is that we're always making gaming PCs around here because yep. we, <laughs> like right now, you need a new one, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> he uh, so yes, quick. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really do love 
um, building PCs. And um, the only problem is that we're not a gaming PC channel. We tried to do that. <laughs> we, we don't talk about that. <laughs> they're, they're really hard to make. Mad respect to like Linus Tech Tips and all those uh, creators who made that kind of content. It's hard. And uh, it kind of exhausts us. And th- with that one project where I built it with my daughters. Yeah. You, edit- was... you edited that one. <laughs> that was rough editing. I can only imagine being in there. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a lot. Uh, but I think it's great. And also, yeah, we're going to be doing it again, actually. <laughs> Every year we're like never again, and also this year, like maybe <laughs> yeah. another another build, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I will. Hmm, I don't want to give this away yet. Okay, I'll say this: there is a certification that I'll be teaching this year. I won't be saying it yet. I'll I'll talk about that later. Part of that certification will be building a gaming PC, which will be fun. That will be fun, and that's all that's I'm gonna say about up. that. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, I can make a gaming PC. Uh, there's, there's one here and in here. Um, those both have 4090s, by the way. Uh, it's really hot in here. Uh, John, super chat. Thank you. Any tips for people like me who have a hard time learning through reading and prefer to learn by hands-on training, but hands-on training on a budget? Um, that's tough. Cause like, I know reading can be a slog for a lot of people. Are, are you a reader, Austin? It's hard. It's hard. I I can do it, like the book you recommended me recently. But it's it's a skill well. That, I have that's to not learn. that's not even technical <laughs> documentation. I'm talking like if you if I gave you like an A plus book, mm-hmm. and slap it on your desk, that might be kind of kind of dry. Yeah. So that would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, books are great companions because they kind of fill in the gaps, right? Uh, a video. You should never expect a video to cover the. F- scope of a subject it'd be super boring you would be bored to tears so most of the time when you see a training video it's just it goes it goes deep sometimes but it doesn't do everything a book does so it's good to have a book but tips for you with hands-on on a budget because i think even if you're amazing at reading and you get so much from reading hands-on is where it really sticks it's where the the knowledge and the skills uh and the theory all meet together and have a party like that's where you that's what happens so on a budget, cloud is your friend, depending on what you're learning. Uh, you can really control the cost. So like we talked about Linode. Um, if you want to spend one of those virtual machines up for a month, you can learn so much with one Linode. It costs five bucks a month. And I mean, we're talking so many Linux things you can learn and deploy and play with. And you can just maybe delete it halfway through where it only costs you like two bucks. And it's that kind of stuff. And it's like you can do AWS too or whatever. Um, it's not very hard to get hands-on nowadays. If you just have, you know, if, if you have a credit card and you have access to internet, not a ton of barriers. Now, if you want to build out your own lab, that's a different story. That can get pricey unless you like uh, go to eBay or maybe you you have a friend who's giving away stuff. Or And you can look on like Facebook Marketplace, just be careful. And maybe people are just getting rid of old stuff. There's options out there. Um, but don't let that discourage you or stop you. Uh, there's a ton of, and also like, you have sites like TryHackMe, and you have uh, Microsoft Learn, which I think has a ton of free resources. So there's free stuff out there. And the reason it's free is that it's kind of harder to get to and find. It's not curated like you would like it to be. Uh, but there's stuff out there. So I, I wouldn't let that stop you. Uh, anyways, moving on to John Strickland. Thank you for the super chat. What ways have you found uh, to serve Jesus through your IT career? Man, I love <laughs> that. Uh, one way is this, like just chatting. 
Um, if you don't know, I am a Christian. I I'm, I follow Jesus, and I don't I don't hide that fact, and I'm not going to push that agenda or any, on anybody. But if you want to know why I am the way I am and why I I live the way I am and why I make content like this, that's the reason because I I love people like Jesus loves people, and I th- I hope that comes through when I'm making content. So I'm not going to push anything on you, but I love you guys and I want to see you succeed. And I think doing this is going to help you. Cause I, I remember when I first started in IT and this is the reason I do this channel, why I make all these videos. When I first started, I, there wasn't a lot of IT content out there, but the IT content that there was, it was so helpful. It changed my life and I was so excited. So I was like, if you don't know my background, I wasn't super into IT growing up. Like I wasn't in high school, super nerding out. Like I, I was just a regular dude, <laughs> not, I was playing video games. That, that's what I was known for. That's what I was good at. Uh, but when I had my first kid and I was stuck in a crappy job selling toilets, this was real. Oof. <laughs> Oof is right. Uh, it, it was terrible. Like I was rock bottom. I was overweight and miserable. Being overweight had nothing to do with it. It's just kind of a, a side story. But I was just, I was not happy with my life. Uh, but when I found IT and I found these people on YouTube encouraging people and I found this like kind of cheat code to life, I felt like, I'm like, okay, this is amazing. So like once I went down the path and I, I realized how cool it was, I had to share it with people. And that's what we do here. And uh, that's kind of the, my, my heart for this year too, with 2024, 2023, Mr. Beast kind of took the reins on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he took that year over. Uh, but this year, I really want to focus more on the roots of why I created this. And that's like teaching really great courses that I think will help you, that'll build up your life. Uh, I want to post a ton of free content. Now, if you don't know this, I do have another channel called Network Chuck Academy. Uh, it used to be Hackwell Tech, um, <laughs> a dream that died. <laughs> Too soon, RIP. <laughs> You'll see some fun things from Austin on there. Uh, but now it's, it's, it's going to be where I, I create courses and I, I slowly drip them over time on that channel to make it all free. Um, and, and if you want to find out more about Network Chuck Academy, we actually have a, a website that's more of a, a, a course platform. You can check that out. But uh, that's for another time. We'll talk about that later. But anyways, that's some of the ways I try to uh, live out my life in public and be just... And I also, I'll, I'll throw on a few Christian t-shirts every once in a while. I just, I have a lot, so I'll wear them. Um, but I, that's just like second nature. I don't think about it. Uh, thank you for that wonderful super chat and question. That was amazing. Uh, Josh Strickland, thank you for the super chat. What? Oh wait, that was just your question. Never mind. Bearded IT Dad, good to see you, man. Uh, Dakota, love that you are live streaming. Keep up the great work. Yeah, man, it's been a long time. I missed it. And uh, yeah, Bearded IT Dad, he's been around for a long time. Uh, he's been a follower for a minute. Uh, good to see you, dude. Uh, we got Phil Am Gabe. Thank you for the super chat. He says thanks. I am using. I am uh, using Protectly with PFSense, UDM Pro, but having trouble using Unified Talk because of CGNAT from Starlink. We've got a bunch of, bunch of things <laughs> going. Austin, I'll let you take this one. Um, any ideas for CGNAT workaround? Um, let's see. So you've got Unified Talk and you've got CGNAT issues. So if you don't know what that is, it's carrier-grade NAT to where you don't get like a clean public IP address, and it makes things really hard when you're trying to like publish services at your house. For things like that, I would use Cloudflare, which will ex- kind of like put a proxy and help you securely expose things on a public Cloudflare, Cloudflare address. Um, that's more public. So if you're trying to give this to people that uh, aren't with like w- within your family or company, if you want it to be more private, I would do something like um, 
<laughs> What's that company I was just talking about? <laughs> this is what happens. Are you talking about Linode? No, 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 no. Why can't I think of the company name right now? Did you run out of coffee, Chuck? This is actually decaf, <laughs> and it's showing its ugly face right now. Um, I'm blanking. VP having a good VPN will do that for you. And uh, if you're watching this stream and you realize I forgot something, yeah, I'm human, dude. <laughs> I forget stuff all the time. This is why I do scripted videos. I'm, I'm a little rusty getting back into it. But yeah, a good VPN will open that up for you. But I don't know your exact use case. That's what I would do, though. Um, we got a super chat from Pup Shepherd. Uh, wags, wags. I work IT support for a school doing a front desk, network, and systems admin. I learned more at work than I ever did at community college. Yeah. Now, I like to turn the uh, chat over to <laughs> Alex. <laughs> He's not going to talk. Um, but he, he is one of my goals this year for Alex. Is he's almost done with college. He's going to, to school for an uh, IT degree, right? Yeah. Worthless. No, I'm, it's not worthless, but he, ha <laughs> he, ha he has said that after working with us for a bit, he does learn way more working here, doing stuff in IT, learning new things than you do in college, right? Yeah, and this is barely an it job <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, like he's not doing real it he's like just researching dumb stuff i give him and saying hey figure this out um so yeah there is so much to say for hmm, dare i say skipping college and <laughs> jumping right into a an it job because this is an on the job kind of thing uh, i wish that um you would have more mentorships and things like that for it and a lot of other careers i mean i think there's very few careers that would benefit from a four-year degree. And I, you see that kind of changing. And IT is definitely one of those. Uh, thank you, Pup Shepherd, for that super chat and uh, spawning that fun conversation. Uh, super chat from Low Nexary. Uh, thank you. Uh, me and my IT company really love you. I plastered NFC tags with links to your free CCNA courses all over the office, and the apprentices <laughs> love them. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's so fun. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, Gilbert Montendisco. I think I got that right. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Can you make Hackers Roadmap, How to Get Started in IT in 2024 video? I'm due. I know. Uh, we're starting. So if you don't know, uh, I just got back from a trip in, uh, to Japan. So I, my team and I worked really hard to get to a point where I could leave. Uh, <laughs> and even then, <laughs> I shouldn't have been gone. Uh, so for the entire month of November, I was in Japan with my family which was amazing. And I, I do want to make a video about that kind of like detailing, like my thoughts on Japan, uh, the tech aspect of that. It was really fun. Um, yeah, being there for a month with six children, I have six daughters and just kind of going throughout the entire country was crazy. Uh, but getting back, we're kind of backlogged on content. So the content you're about to see come out, it's stuff I recorded like three months ago. <laughs> so it might look like <laughs> old versions of me. Uh, There'll be new stuff coming up soon, so don't worry. But yeah, Hackers Roadmap 2024, I do want to make that. I don't think there'll be a huge difference, honestly. But I know it's just going to be good to catch up, see the new 2024 version of me talking about things. And um, maybe I'll get some help with this one. Maybe I'll have John Hammond come on and help me because uh, he actually does this stuff. I, I just learn a lot about it, play with it, and try to make content about it. He's the real deal. Anyways, moving on. Thank you for the super chat. Um, now... We are kind of nearing the time. I think we have it until six. We're going to cut this off. Is mm -hmm. that the time? So we will get cut off just so you know. Um, I'll try to get to every super chat I can, but 
just just know I'm grateful for all you guys supporting uh, what we do here. Uh, again, our goal is to just create amazing content that can encourage you and inspire you to uh, find a career in IT and change your life. And I hope that happens. Uh, we're also trying to we're trying to make this more uh, about community, make it more communal. I know that, and this is just from being in church and being around good friends and a, a good group of people. Real life happens in community, and it's really hard to do life without people. It's so like, do you find that Austin? Yeah, I mean that's like a big heart behind starting the live streams again. Oh like, yeah, because we we read. We, I mean, we go through, we read a lot of the comments and we send mm-hmm. comments back and forth to each other. But like, this is our chance to like have that interaction with the community and mm-hmm. like talk about what is everyone learning and what's everybody got questions about and stuff. So it's kind of exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely the heart of this is like, um, I stopped live streaming back in the day because it took too much time. I didn't have a lot of help and um, I was kind of, I got burnt out, but now we're bringing it back because we want to, we want to foster community and it's, again, it's really hard to go it alone, but it's so, it's so encouraging and inspiring to have people, like-minded people around you to, you know, get you, get you fired up when you're kind of having a bad day, you know, like you can get into the community. We do have a uh, Network Chuck Academy community. If you go to academy.networkchuck.com that we're building up and we're going to be in that pretty much daily, just encouraging people, helping people out. If you want to check that out, check it out. Uh, but that's our goal, this community. Anyways, uh... Super chat from Dead Beef Development. Thank you. Uh, what are your thoughts on a phone protocol which requires email addresses instead of phone numbers to make receive calls and text? Additionally, it is free as long as you have internet and email. Uh, so like P2P, Ingrock, public key auth, everything else. What's so funny is uh, I come from a VoIP environment, a VoIP background. Uh, Cisco Voice was like my first like thing I fell in love with. And that actually is a real thing. So if you have like a, uh, now this isn't like a public telephone number situation. It's not like a public IP. It's kind of like DNS. But within like Cisco calling systems and you have like video calling or like calling between things, you can set a kind of calling alias as an email address. And that often will happen. So that's, that's a real thing that I think I really hope happens. Um, for the time being, I'm not sure. Like it, you have to understand, like while it's a good thing that could happen, a bunch of regulations, a bunch of things get in the way. That's why we still have fax machines. Oh my gosh, fax machines are still, like, I'll, I'll still get voicemails, you know. Like, I, I hate that so much. And I had to support fax machines. It's the worst. But that kind of technology is slow to evolve. I think that will happen, though. It's going to have to. Like, we're going to run out of phone numbers. Um, it'd be painful to increase that number of phone numbers, mm-hmm. like IPv6. So I think email address-based calling would be the future of that. Now, we're kind of already, already seeing that with proprietary stuff like FaceTime and um, I mean, you got Facebook calling and you got WhatsApp. We're seeing that happen now. We're going to see more of that. And I think the only good use case for phone numbers right now is two uh, uh, <laughs> uh, off, right? Uh, but that's that can be hacked. It's not even great. So you should have a uh, like, a, like an authentication key or, or a dedicated app for that. Great question, though. Uh, so we have a super chat from Cosmonel Toto. That's a fun name. Hi, Chuck. I passed the CompTIA A+. plus. That's awesome. Austin, beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> I really want to go into uh, networking. Can the CCNA help me find a job in the network field? And what jobs can I get with CCNA? Uh, what are the entry jobs with this cert? Thank you. Um, so yeah, CCNA 100% will be a great stepping stone for you. Now, does it mean that 
when you get it, jobs are going to come lining up. No, it doesn't mean that. You still have to do the, the work of having a good resume, documenting what you know, um, having good re- uh, interviewing skills and putting yourself out there. Those, those kind of like soft skills are going to be really important. But yeah, CCNA is the next step. It'll be amazing. The type of jobs you'll look for starting out would be like uh, a knock technician or a network operations center technician. These jobs are, they're, they're entry level. And what they look like is maybe you're behind this glass <laughs> at a data center and you're just sitting there waiting for a call and uh, people are like, hey, I need you to go reboot that server, please. And that's your job. You're, you're like a knock tech. It's great. I, I, when I first started out, I, w- I wanted one of those jobs so badly because A, you're getting experience in technology, IT, put that on the resume. B, there's a lot of downtime. You get lots of time to study, get that CCMP and move up. It's a perfect situation. I love it. Uh, so that's one of those jobs. You can also look for a junior network admin. Don't be afraid to apply for those or even just network admin. Um, apply for anything you see. But uh, yeah, those are the jobs I would kind of uh, target. And if you're not already, like, did you say you're on the help desk yet? Don't be afraid to just start on the help desk because I, I know this is controversial, but help desk, I think is one of the best places to start in it. It just is. Uh, I don't think you have to like, uh, earn your stripes or, uh, do the time or anything. I just think it's, it's such a great place to get exposure to so many things and, and learn the it ropes, learn what makes it tick, uh, you, you get really great personal skills you learn. <laughs> I mean, goodness. Actually, a fun thing I want to do this year. I kind of told you about it already. Mm-hmm. I want to have my video editors get their A+, plus and then uh, put them in a help desk job and just document that process. <laughs> That'll be really fun, huh? I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not, not going to lie. Like, help desk, it's a slog. But also, I miss the simplicity of it. Mm. Not that it was simple, but like... Tick it in, tick it out. Tick it in. Like, tick it in. You complete it, bam, endorphin hit. Move on <laughs> to the next one, right? Like, or dopamine hit. I think that's do- dopamine. Um, either way, it's a, it's We a knew drug. what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drug. Uh, but it, it's also a place where you start to network with people. People get to know you. Uh, normally in an IT department, you got the help desk, and maybe a few cubes over, it's the networking team. It's the programmers b- behind you. Like, that's how it was for me. So, like, if you know people and they know you, there's opportunity there. There's networking there. Network your way into a networking job. <laughs> Sorry for that. I told dad jokes are very plentiful on this channel. Uh, thank you for the great question. Uh, got a super chat from Osef Vu. I don't have CCNA or CISSP, but I would, uh, I would be able, ah, I can't talk. I'm going to slow down for a second. I, uh, but I would be too bold to go straight for the OSCP. I set up a home lab with hack the box with my computer. So I think you're probably asking like, is it, is it too bold to jump to that? Yes. Uh, so if you don't know, the OSCP is a hacking certification. That's kind of like, it's the gold standard. I don't have it yet. I do kind of want to get it this year. Again, I'm not making promises, but it's there. I, I kind of want it. I want it just for me, but it's, it's hard. And what you have to know about cybersecurity and hacking and ethical hacking is that this is not an entry level path. This is after you learn the basics. This is after you know networking. This is after you know systems administration. If you start learning hacking, like on any platform, the first things they're going to teach you are like, hey, here's, here's what a network is. Here's how you network. Here's what a computer is and a server and Windows uh, domain controllers and Active Directory. And you're going to learn a lot of stuff because it's not entry level. It requires a strong foundation. So yeah, CCNA first, 
100%. Networking is like one of the biggest things in hacking uh, to understand the network. So yeah, I would say don't jump straight to it. Uh, now, Hack the Box does have amazing uh, courses for like beginners. So they have like a Hack the Box Academy. They cover basic networking and stuff. Um, but it's really hard to get that like that knowledge, that hands-on knowledge without going through those certifications and kind of going through the jobs. Now, I'm not I'm not going to gatekeep and say you can't jump straight into cybersecurity. You can. You can do that. I'm saying it's it's harder. It is. So you might find a better time. You might have a better time starting from, from the beginning. And I, I said this in my roadmap video last year. I love the A plus because yeah. it's kind of a buffet. It's an IT buffet. Yeah. You come up, you learn a little bit of everything. And maybe you find like maybe you thought, man, I want to be a hacker because I saw Mr. Robot and it looks really cool. Like that <laughs> looks amazing. But you find out you get in there, you're like, my gosh, this networking portion of A plus was so fun. This is addicting. I cannot I, I I can't sleep. I just want to play with it all day. And you go for that. It's a smorgasbord, it's it's a little sample platter. That's why I love starting from the beginning and going from there because you never know when you might find your passion. Um, and I know for me, uh, I started out, I had to make a big decision from A plus to either CCNA or MCSA, which in that realm would be like system administration or networking. And uh, it was only because I had a buddy that encouraged me and he looked like a freaking wizard over there on the command line. <laughs> I'm like, that dude, he knows what he's doing. I want to be like that guy. Um, but anyways, I hope that answered your question. Um, I lost my place. Oh, this is a good question right here. Uh, from DNOD 1983. Can a user, and this is a super chat, thank you. Can a user running a Mysterium VPN node be liable for the traffic passing through it in the same way that a user running a Tor exit node may be liable for the traffic passing through it? Now, my goal, Austin, is that in six months, you could take that question and just <laughs> fly. But we'll get there. Um, so Mysterium VPN is like one of these decentralized VPN things you can run. I made a video about it, I think 2022, when like cryptocurrency was at its height, maybe 21. But it's really cool. You can run a like VPN node. And what it does is it's, it's decentralized VPN. So normally when you use VPN, like NordVPN or something, you're using their servers, which are centralized to their data centers. Uh, Mysterium is a bunch of servers run by folks like you and me. And you could have this running in your house on a Raspberry Pi. Uh, what that means is that Joe or Barbara or Sam in like wherever country or wherever they are in the world can use that device in your home network and also use your public IP address as, as VPN. So when they're accessing Facebook.com or Twitter or whatever, they're basically you. <laughs> they're, they're, they're putting on your clothes for a bit and pretending to be you. Uh, now, what they're asking about is like, hey, what if Joe or Barbara or Sam do something illegal with my IP address? Will I get in trouble? It depends. And I'm never going to give you a de definitive answer because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. But what I can say is just be careful. Uh, most of the time, your ISP might like send you a letter saying, hey, we saw some stuff. And they might even tell you it's against our policies to run a service like this through us and you, you'll have to stop. Other times, they'll just say, hey, we saw this happening. What's going on? You can say, you know what? I actually run this, this program, this system. Here's what I do. And they might understand. They might even have like a process for this. But it's, 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 it is risky. It is risky. Um, when I, I don't run Mysterium anymore. When I did, I ran it through a different public IP so I could easily differentiate the traffic. And if anyone questioned me, I could go, okay, yeah, it's, it's going through this separate. It wasn't me. Look at my network diagram. I can prove it. 
So again, just be careful. Be careful, Austin. <laughs> uh, Co-tutor, thank you for the super chat. Any tips for getting started in cybersecurity? I'm doing pretty well on TryHackMe. 50% of their learning matrix. Where to go from there? Um, that's a tough one because I, I think you're, you're doing great with it. I don't know exactly where you are, but uh, I would definitely pick a certification just to maybe solidify those skills. I, I guess maybe I would start with what's your goal? Maybe find, and this is what I used to do all the time. It's a, a guilty pleasure when I used to work at my uh, help desk job. When I had any spare moment, I would go on like LinkedIn or Indeed and like mm. kind of uh, shop for jobs. Like like you yeah. would shop for like a luxury car or something. Mm-hmm. I would like go to Disney cruises <laughs> and go, I could be a network engineer on a Disney cruise ship. Wouldn't that be, that's life right there. Or work at American Airlines or just any of those w- weird dream jobs. Work at Disney World. That would be amazing. Like Kevin Wallace used to. Uh, shout out to Kevin Wallace. If you don't know him, he's an amazing teacher. Uh, so that's what I would do. Like find out what your, what kind of job you'd want. What, what, what would be your job title? Find that and see what the description is. Like, what are they looking for? What skills are they looking for? And try to match that. See what that is. Maybe they're asking for a, for a certification. Pick that and study for it. Maybe they don't care about certifications. They just want you to prove some knowledge and do that. Maybe they want experience in certain technologies. Like they want you to have two years experience doing this. It's hard to get experience without already having a job, right? Just learn that, do it, demonstrate it. That might be enough for you. That's what I would do. Um, if you're kind of in a, in a path or a role where it's, it's a bit ambiguous, that's what I would do to kind of, because you, you want to be specific. It's, it's really hard to, to be uh, focused and goal-oriented when you're just kind of like learning for the sake of learning. Have a very specific goal in mind. And we are almost at the time where we're going to have to leave about five, six more minutes I'm going to keep answering questions, uh, but I'm getting tired. <laughs> I haven't done this in a while, but I appreciate you guys hanging with me. This has been so fun. But anyways, I want to answer a few more questions, and then um, I'll do my best to maybe answer a few of the extra super chats throughout the week and maybe short to replies. Uh, i have Michaela do that. <laughs> Thanks, Michaela. Uh, we have a super chat from Jesus. I want to start a home lab. Where should I look to find parts for beginner level? I've been told to stay away from pre-built CCNA home labs. Yeah, I would uh, avoid the pre-built labs because they do kind of like, they do the, the hard work of finding the stuff. They curate it and then they charge you kind of a premium on top of that. So yeah, I, I would just find a good old Cisco. Like I think Jeremy Charles does a great video on YouTube of like how to build a home lab. And a lot of it still applies. Uh, and that's if you want something physical. And I, I get like the home lab thing and wanting something physical. I still have... You can't see it, but I have a Cisco router down there that I'm about to put up again. I haven't used it in a while. Uh, so I totally get it. But don't let that be a barrier to learning because you can use Cisco Package Racer, which is a little software run by Cisco that can simulate pretty much anything for CCNA. And it's amazing. Like, I love it. It's, I mean, just switch here, switch here, switch here, router here, access point there. And you can simulate so many things. Um, but beyond that, like I've bought my stuff, like that, that router there, I bought off eBay. Um, just kind of have to do a little bit of research and maybe just a simple Google search. What's a good switch for CCNA? Um, yeah, that's what I would do. Super chat from Just Josh. Thank you. I'm passionate about AI and cybersecurity. It's a good path. I hold Security Plus certification and I'm interested in blending these two fields. How do you envision the integration of AI and cybersecurity? Uh, great question. I think right now what we're going to see is kind of like what automation did to any field in IT, 
where it's, it helps you do your job better. You're able to do things faster and more efficiently. I think AI right now where it's at is doing that same thing. I mean, who, who of us is not using ChatGPT every day for <laughs> so many things, right? Yes. It feels like cheating. It's not though. It's just a tool. And the more you can learn how to use ChatGPT, now they have the ChatGPT apps, which you can kind of design your own GPT, which is insane. Like just, that's, that's crazy. So like I, I use one right now. I, I told it like, hey, you are my new employee. You're a network check researcher. You know this, you know this, you know that. So when I talk to you, this is your job. And it's so fun to use it like that. So I think we'll see like AI tools adopting those mindsets to where it becomes easier and easier to use. Uh, where AI comes in is I think it's going to help us do the job better. I don't think it's going to take, I mean, it, it might take a few jobs. Let's be honest. But I think it's, as long as you stay abreast of the newest technologies and how to use AI, you're going to be okay. Now, as far as like what, what AI might do for security, that's a different thing. Like, are we going to be penetra uh, penetration testing AI? Yeah, we are. So learning how AI works, learning um, how the models are trained, what kind of hardware they're on, prompting, prompt injection, those kind of things are going to be, are going to be a thing. And people are going to need people um, like you who are learning AI to test their security, to test those fences, see if they're, they're secure. That's going to be a thing for a long time, I think. Eventually, they're going to have AI pen, pen, penetration testing AI, but we'll see. Uh, John Samuel Andre, or Andre. Uh, uh, thank you for the super chat. You suck at submitting is my favorite series that helped me with networking in the cloud. Prepping for the AZ-104, AZ-500. Goal is the SC-100 MS Cyber Analyst. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that the subnetting series helped you out. Um, for the longest time, I remember when I first started out, subnetting kicked my butt. And honestly, it still does. Like it's you'll see this Austin when you learn subnetting. Even though you edited my subnet <laughs> subnetting series, can't wait to learn subnetting. <laughs> <laughs> subnetting is one of those things that if you don't use it every single day, you forget that sucker. And that kicked my butt when I first started out. So I'm glad. Um, well, I I jumped the chance to be able to create a course for that in in the way that I wish I would have been taught subnetting. And I'm glad it's helping you. And you're and you're doing awesome stuff. AZ 104, AZ was that 500. Those are both Microsoft Azure certifications. AZ-104, I might expire, but I had that one at one point. Uh, you, you're going to win with the cloud. You're, you're on a great path. All right. We got a super chat from Mr. Mitchell. Hi, Chuck. I've just started learning and practicing Python through Udemy. Which Python certs would you recommend to get my first job in tech? Uh, this is where I'm going to break a rule. I don't think any Python certifications hold any value. I just don't. Like, I... If you do job searches for Python certifications, I, I don't think I've found many at all, if not one. I could be wrong, but I don't think in programming and development that certifications are a big deal. They care more about what you can demonstrate, what you can do. So I would focus on that. Focus on projects that you can easily show someone that truly showcase your skills. Uh, otherwise, yeah, that, that's, that's the best thing I would do. I think even the best courses on Udemy are all project-based, right? Uh, and that's what I try to do with my course anyway, just like give you small little projects you can walk through. All right, we got a super chat from Millipede. Oh, that's just a question. Millipede Skink. Can I make something like a Wi-Fi pineapple with a Raspberry Pi? Yeah, yeah, you can. Now, it's not going to be crazy. Like, so if you saw my latest video where I uh, was doing ethical hacking in the three levels, that was a fun <laughs> one, huh? Yeah, that was cool. We did that one right before. We filmed <laughs> it right before Bid Summit. 
Um, it was exhausting. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, the Wi-Fi Pineapple is like this crazy device with like a million antennas, and it's what professional pen testers will use to penetration test Wi-Fi. The Raspberry Pi can do something like it. Now, it can't do everything it can do, but it can certainly do a lot. Uh, the Raspberry Pi is just a computer. It's Linux. You can throw Kali on there, and you can uh, plug in antennas. I, I think I in my first Wi-Fi hacking video where I hacked an unnamed company, comment if you know what that company <laughs> was, because they, they actually... It was Starbucks. Uh, they actually, <laughs> <laughs> if they get di- this deep in the live stream and, and get me, they deserve that. They deserve to get me red-handed. Uh, yeah, I said uh, how to, what did I say? I said how to st- hack Starbucks or hacking Starbucks Wi-Fi. Dude, they came after me so fast. <laughs> they, they told me to re- they remove it from the video, to remove it from the title. That's why I say redacted. Uh, but they sent me a gift card, so they were nice about it. Uh, but shout out to Starbucks, shout out to Starbucks. <laughs> and I actually used to work at Starbucks and I almost worked as their voice engineer in Seattle. I was this close. Uh, but anyways, what was the question? <laughs> yes, you can do it with the Raspberry Pi. I demonstrated that. Um, I'm not going to walk you through because as my discord so lovingly tells me all the time, I'm creating a bunch of script kitties. So <laughs> I, mean, I see what they're saying. I don't want to demo too many easy wins like that for people because some people don't have the right motivations as we might mm-hmm. have seen all right i'll do a few more super chats and then i've got to go um <laughs> this name uh <laughs> i can't say it <laughs> fook tard thank you for the super <laughs> chat <laughs> uh chuck i want to learn how to use linux i'm a noob which do you recommend you're in luck my good friend i've got a uh linux series which I, what do i call it you need to learn linux right now <laughs> uh i think it's pretty good I had a good time making it. I uh, had I learned so much to making it. I think it's it's pretty in depth. So it's going to teach you all the solid basics you need, um, and it's free on YouTube. Last question from Bryant Montgomery. Thank you for the super chat. Hey Chuck, do you suffer from imposter syndrome? <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can say it. yes. I do, hundred percent. Like every like even just like before this live stream, I'm like, oh, no one's going to show up. I'm, I'm washed up. I'm done <laughs> all the time, dude, all the time. If, if you do, how do you manage it? I work for a top data center company and I'm terrified. I won't be able to learn enough to keep up with some of my far more intelligent peers. Uh, so I do have a pretty good strategy for how I deal with it. But first you're in a good spot. Like you're already around people that are smarter than you. The only place you have to go is up. Well, that's awesome. They're going to build you up. Uh, so that's a good place to be. But I totally get being around smarter people that make you feel dumb. Uh, that's how I felt around Jeff Geerling. <laughs> that dude's a genius. I love him. If you don't subscribe, uh, so I think that's anybody that's been around Jeff Geerling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His <laughs> giant intellect just dwarfing ours. Uh, but the way I deal with it is by, and this has been like kind of a recent thing for me and what I've been implementing in my own life. But I, I've started journaling a lot and keeping a more detailed record of my life, becoming more mindful. And what that enables me to do is if I'm having a, a time of like doubting myself or just feeling bad about myself, I have a place where I can go and reflect on where I've been and how far I've come and what I've learned. Mm. We really easily forget our wins and our accomplishments. And we tend to focus on the negative things, right? Especially in those moments where we're feeling very vulnerable. Re- have a system set up to where you can remind yourself of your wins and how far you've come. I mean, you you're not at your job by accident. You're doing what you're doing because you are awesome. <laughs> and someone 
saw you and went, yeah, that dude knows stuff and you're doing stuff every day. Are, are there people that are smarter than you? There's always gonna be someone smarter than you. Yes. Like there's some, it's everywhere. Um, but you just know that you hold value where you're at. You're doing awesome. Remind yourself of that. And let me see if I answered your question again. So you're at a top data center for a company. Yeah, I get that. Like you're working for a big company and you're working probably around the best and brightest. Um, just know you're there for a reason. It's not a mistake. No one, like, you're not just like lucky. No, you're there because you're skilled. I used to think the same thing. I used to, you probably did this, right? You went through a, a process of going, man, they're going to find me out. I got here by <laughs> luck. Uh, I, I, was, I was just really good at my at talking. You know, I convinced them to get me the job. I'm, I'm one firewall change away from being found out. It never happened because they hired me because I was good and they hired me because I could figure things out. And I had to keep reminding myself of that. So just remind yourself of how cool you are, how good you are and that you're there for a reason and uh, just keep learning, keep learning. I think I also fall into a trap of imposter syndrome when I'm not, when I'm not proud of myself, if that makes sense. If you're not reaching your own goals or doing things that make you proud, it's easy to fall into that trap. So like set some real goals for yourself, maybe that next certification, whatever it is, and stick to a study schedule. It's hard to get down when you're proud of yourself. So anyways, that's our last question, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, man, so many people here. It's been so awesome. I want to do this every week. So we're going to see you again next Tuesday, right, mm -hmm. Austin? Mm -hmm. Actually, and we have a question for the audience. Uh-oh. Which is, <laughs> did Michaela not tell you to ask this too? Uh, just for suggestions for future live streams, if there's something you want to hear us talk mm. about or just more questions you have after we end it here, we are going to go back and read those. So lay it on us. And by we, we mean Michaela, <laughs> and she'll show us the good ones. Shout out to Michaela. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, not every live stream is going to be just like ask me anything. We're going to come on, talk about some things that are uh, pertinent that you want to hear about that are maybe in the news. And um, we're going to have fun. We're going to build some community. Uh, have a good time, and uh, I want to see more of you guys and get to know you more, and I hope that you can get to know my team and we create something really cool. That's all I got. We're going to end this. I'll see you guys next week.